0: Hoagie's garage, take two. Yep. Jay Major tonight. Yeah, he's uh he's coming in. Yeah, we get to do another one in, in person. They're well, always kind of fun.
1: They are. They are. You know, and I wonder if he's gonna take anybody with him. Hard to say. You know, I think I think right now we uh <laughs> this isn't nice of us, but I think they're riding around
0: looking for the garage right now. <laughs> Jay, Jay was calling on the phone while we were with Sammy, and while well, you can't cut Sammy off, <laughs> so Jay had to wait. Yep, yep, so, but we'll go get him here, and when we come back,
1: we're going to have Jay Major on.
0: All right, we're back at Hoagie's Garage, and we've got Jay Major and Mike Schmidt with us, right? That's correct. Okay, um, how you guys doing tonight, Benny by the way?
2: Well, you know, we were outside 15 minutes looking for the Hoagie Garage.
0: And, well, we're in an alley, yeah. kind of hidden,
2: so...
1: Maybe didn't give great directions either, but, <laughs> hey,
0: they're here now! But, <laughs> hey, we were talking to Sammy, so we couldn't hang up, so it was kind of important, but... Yeah, we got you. We just sat
2: out there, and, you know, the neighbors were staring at us, but we just waved, and, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. It's Lester. <laughs>
0: right. They've seen worse. Right, right.
2: <laughs> so...
1: I'm going to just start this off because I don't know if you know this or not, but the guy that lives right across the street over there would be his brother-in-law,
3: Troy Campman.
1: And back at Rapid Speedway quite a few years ago now, he was driving Sean Benoit's car. The brake rotor came off, hit the gas tank. Woof. And I think you pretty much helped save his life.
2: I remember that day well. In fact, somebody was there and actually took pictures of the whole thing. So I've got pictures from start to end. Um, that was uh, that was one of the scary moments of that year. Um, you're right. When we got there, his fuel has, was spewing back at his seat, at him in the car. And he tried getting out himself at first. And as he started hopping out of the car, his belts got stuck mm. around his helmet, around his uh, gear there, so he couldn't get out. I actually had to push him back into the seat, into the fire, and untangle him to get him out. And to push somebody back into a fire...
0: Yeah, that's uh, not normal.
2: It's not normal. And, uh, you know, sometimes God gives a guy a little bit more strength, which he did for me, and we got him pushed out. When we pulled him out, he was on fire from his chest on down. And so, you know, we had the foam right on the four-wheeler there. and We foamed him out, and I don't think that he maybe got some sunburn. But yeah, I don't think yes, he had any major burns. I remember I talked right to
0: him it. a little bit. Yeah. he had some holes in his gloves, his he had old driving gloves. He was really glad he had borrowed a fire suit from Clint Garner, I think it was. So he had the the best fire suit you could have at the time. Yep. And he was really glad he'd done that. Well
2: I'll tell you, so that and you just you just hit the spot, you go right back to safety care. Yep. You know, um, and I don't know where you guys want to take this, but when you're talking safety, um, these sprint cars today from the 70s and 80s when we started are so much safer. Yeah. Um, the seats are so much safer. You know, they're the confined seats. But, you know, whenever they make something safer, something else has to give. <laughs> now, what I mean by that is so your your seats are safer, but look how hard it was to get them out of that car. Yeah. Because now you're, you're corkscrewed into your seats. And your hips, you almost got a twist to get your hips through that part of the seat. Yep. Then you got your arm and shoulder guards. Then you got the thing that goes around your head. Then you got your Hans device. You got all that stuff that you have to be able to negotiate to get out of these cars in a hurry. Yep. Back in the olden days, you had a piece of uh, aluminum that you called a seat. <laughs> wasn't very safe for trauma.
0: Well, but in case of a fire, you get the hell out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, um, and if you get, I guess you get to a situation where the guy is unconscious in there and you got to get him out in a hurry you know you got to be able to move him in all them different ways to get him out of all that stuff you know that's that, something I never thought of
2: it is and that's that's one thing that we work with a lot and we do a lot of training around the country with that um you know for those in my history I've cut two cars apart that's it in in 45 really? 46 years I've only had to cut two cars cars to get somebody out that's because we know how to do it If you don't know how to do something, then you're going to take a route that you probably necessarily don't have to take because you don't know how to do it, right? Well, so what we do is we teach around the country, these rescuers, how to get people out of these cars safely um, without having to cut bars. Because the more bars you cut, first off, if you cut bars, they don't need to be cut. Now they're in the way. Now you got sharp edges. Now you got a whole bunch of different other things you got to be concerned about. In sprint cars and or hobby stocks or whatever kind of car you want to talk about, they're all tubular right yep. back in the day you had to go down to Aronson and, and get your nuts and bolts and put things together uh, you know on your steel frame yep. Well today everything's tubular. So once you once you get rid of the skin off of these race cars you'll notice that some of them they kind of look the same yep. they're sitting in a tubular cockpit. type of a cockpit right yep. And so how do you get somebody out of that? Well you can't get them out sideways no. because all the tubes are there and the seat yep. and things are always, so they got to come out the top have to come out the top if you're gonna take them out. And, um, yeah, know, so there's just so many things about that on the extrication part that through the 47 years that we've been doing this that we've learned the hard way. And unfortunately, and I don't mean this uh, lightly, you know, I've, I've had friends die in race cars. And I would say some of that is because we didn't have the technology or didn't know what to do, didn't have the right firefighting equipment to put it out. A lot of things, you know, through attrition, there's no books on what we do. No. And so no. Um, through attrition, we have learned through making mistakes yeah. how to make the next one better and the next one better and the next one better. And, you know, today, 47 years later, we're still finding ways to make it better. We're, we're not oh, satisfied yeah. yet where we're at because you can't be satisfied. Things change.
0: Yeah. Everything evolves over time. and
2: It evolves and then you have to be able to deal with it and work with it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the outcomes aren't always good. No. But sometimes we don't have control over the outcome.
0: Well, you, you're sitting on a rocket in like a 410 going around in a circle with a bunch of other crazy guys. Things aren't always going to go according to plan, which is why we need guys like you around.
2: Well, it's a motor, it's tires, a steering wheel, and a seat. Yep. And that's basically what we're dealing with out there. And um, I used to say those guys are nuts, but now I can say I'm nuts too, along with my it. daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to wait with that one. But I hope right. I got that later on.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but we'll, we'll get into that a little later. But um, the sickness of racing, of being a race car driver, being a pit crew member, being a race rescue personnel yeah. a lot of our guys have 15, 20, 25, 30 years' experience with us because it's addicting oh it's a, the it's whole thing about bud. the whole thing about racing is addicting yep. i wish i never would have hopped in that stupid <laughs> race car to race my daughter that night because i've been in it ever since it's, it's just crazy but um you know i kind of want to point at mike a little bit if you don't mind right next to me yeah. I, you know mike has uh, been with us for years he was a fireman um with renner fire department the fire chief there for years and he started with us you know, 20 plus years ago, and he's been one of the main stay holds with us, you know, on the training aspect and, and the guys that, uh, you know, he's in charge of the fire truck and the scene once we get there. And I just want Mike to say a few words about, uh, you know, what he's kind of noticed from when he started to now and, uh, how he feels about things going forward,
3: I've noticed quite a few things, uh, <laughs> obviously the car changes, which we've talked about, uh, the speed. Yeah. They've gotten a lot faster every class, not just sprint cars. Oh, yeah. Um, getting more younger drivers. Um, sometimes you wonder how they get through a hole when they see a small one. We're always, I mean, the truck's always running ready to go, but <laughs> yeah, it just amazes me how they can dodge in and out of cars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it's tough sometimes uh, pulling out on the track, with this fire truck. Um, everybody doesn't stop instantly on a red flag, so. Oh no, no. Sometimes you got to weave those cars that are still rolling, and. Uh, or just get the people the, in the pits, you got to watch yep, for. Yep, that too. People in the pits. Yep. Well, that's
0: even when you're pushing. Oh yeah. You got to watch right. all the time because they walk. They'll come out. They ain't
3: looking. Yep, not paying attention. Yep. Um, so it's it's challenging and it's it's very fun though and interesting. It's. It's fun to be there to help the drivers.
0: Yep, you're appreciated. That's for sure. Yep, yep. They don't. They don't want you to be there. They don't want you to have to help them. But when you when they're needed, it's it's nice to have yep. somebody around. Well,
2: sometimes we don't recognize the drivers unless we put our head upside down and say, "Oh yeah, I remember you now." <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, how about if I just kind of run through a scenario of a crash and how our team operates that crash? Because I think for people out there that don't really understand what it is that we do down there, except when they see the red lights and things, yeah. but there's a systematic approach to everything we do. Um, my brother uh, was a command master chief in the Navy SEALs, SEALs Team 5. Uh, he taught Bud's class, smart individual. But the one thing that the SEALs do and good organizations do is... You think you're more valuable if you have all the information yourself. You can't get fired because nobody else knows what you're doing, right? (laughs) Well, that's what some people think, but we don't think that way. What we have is a, a step program that the first person that gets there does this. The second does this. The third does this. The fourth does this. And if this guy normally is first, but he's fifth today, he'll take that fifth slot and do what he has to do in that fifth slot he, rather than the first slot. He needs to know each slot. You gotta yes. know each slot on what to do, how to do it, and then every situation is obviously different. Yeah. So, you know, one today might be this responsibility, tomorrow it's that responsibility, but it's it's in that realm of responsibility for number one. Well, we'll get there, the car will be upside down, let's say, and we'll say he's leaking fuel, the driver's inside, and we'll just say the driver's okay, but he can't get out. Okay, so you'll notice uh, that normally, I say normally because nothing's for sure in our line of work. Normally, we will not move that car and tip it over to get him out when that's leaking fuel until the fire truck is there and the foamer is pulled and the raw fuel is covered. And so the the foam that we have, what it does is it covers the raw fuel and doesn't allow it to cause a vapor. And so when you turn the car over, if it does happen... Now, remember, when you turn the car over, it displaces the fuel, right? Because right now it's not burning. And so if I take that car and turn it over... Without the right people there to put it out, well now I displaced that fuel and it might have got someplace where it's hot enough to auto ignite, or it might get inside the headers where there's just a tiny fire that you can't see that will ignite it. Yeah. Okay. So um, so we'll foam we'll foam it up real good. Make sure the driver's okay before we move the car, and we will slowly tip the car back on its top. When the car is sitting there on its top, we will um if we can. Not all the drivers will cooperate, of course. Some people are going to get out no matter what. Oh yeah. But if we can have them sit in the car just for a second and do a self-evaluation first. Sure. You know, A, B, C, D, E, make sure everything's moving. And and then uh, when they do their self-evaluation, I'll do a 30-second evaluation, a 30-second paramedic level evaluation on them. And if all that is okay, we ask the driver if he wants to get out on his own. And the answer is yes, normally. The driver, uh, but we tell them, if you start getting out of the car and you have any pains that you didn't have before you hopped into the car, sit back down we'll take you out ourselves. And what we're doing there is we're protecting their neck and their spine. Um, Mark Dottmeyer, good friend of mine, and I'm sure you guys know Mark. You probably have interviewed him. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, when he broke his back, if we would have let him move the way he wanted to move, he'd be paralyzed today. Sure. If we had let Tony Stewart move the way he wanted to move, it probably would have killed him. So... It's all these things that we, we learn um, how to treat these drivers. You know, every driver has a different personality, <laughs> which is great for us because we got different personalities too. Sure. So I can be this nice guy or I can turn around and slap them in the face just yeah. as well. You sit know? your ass down. Yeah, sit down and listen, you dumb son of a gun, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so in, in, in our line of work and what we do, it's, it's the fire protection, it's the extrication, it's the expert paramedics that are working um, with us. And then our, we have a lot of outside influences that give us hands. Tony Stewart's one of our, main, uh, one yep. of our sponsors. We have um, oh, the doctor from Bristol Motor Speedway that we met when we were up there. He's helping us with the protocol right now for concussion. Uh, hmm. So we, we've met uh, Dr. Trammell, the, the doctor for NASCAR. There's a lot of people out there we've had the opportunity to meet because of the places that we You've go been and everywhere. the things that we do. Yep. And we try and utilize all of that and put that to good use
0: yeah Uh, well that's what you said you're constantly learning so you need you know you need input from guys like that to help you learn I mean
2: well for me learning um and being in that race car has taught me a ton okay so
1: you're like stealing all my questions just so you know that (laughs) (laughs) my question down the road was gonna be so now that you have driven yeah go ahead is that I mean how has that helped you as a responder because it has to have helped.
2: Okay, well, the first thing it helped is my daughter, when she first started racing, her very first lap around Houston Speedway, she hit the wall at about 60 miles an hour in the front stretch. 50-60. Head on. Destroyed the car the very first lap. Yep. I got up there to her, and um, I was, I, and I, you know, they threw the yellow flag out, and I'm going, oh, crap, I don't see my yep, car yep, coming yep. around. So, you know, I drove over there, and she's sitting there facing the wall. And I get up, and I said, uh, you okay, sweetie? And she looks at me and she goes, aren't you mad? Uh, I said, no, I'm not mad. I said, you know, when you're racing, you take a chance. Every time you hop in that race car, yep. you take a chance that you're going to win the race or you're going to destroy your car. Yep. And so I-, I have accepted that, and so has she. Um, but having said that, she got out, and she was upset at herself, you know, for... Oh, yeah. M- what happened was her front end got run over. It took out her brakes, so she couldn't stop before she hit that dang wall. And... Um, but that was my first experience with my own daughter. Um, because that could have, you know, without the seat and the head restraint and things, oh, that could have yeah. killed her. Yeah. Those hard hits like that. Um, and then we fast forward a little bit to, to me being in the race car. Okay, um, I'm a little bit bigger than your average race car <laughs> driver.
0: Well, Especially your average sprint car driver.
2: Yeah. So the very first thing I did is I had to talk with all my guys and I made sure that they knew that they had to put the fire out if they got to my car because I wasn't getting out in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, yes? you got a freaking floor <laughs> in if you That's see right. him. Do not, do not question the fact I'm not out of the car yet because I'm trying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know, my hip didn't, I just had a total hip replacement. So yep. right now that feels so much better than it did. And that was kind of an ailment for me in the car. But, you know, I'm still a bigger guy and it's going to take me a little longer to get out. Yep. And so. I'm doing the same things I tell everybody to do. You put your race car in your garage, you fully dress yourself, you put your belt on, you tighten everything down, and then shut the damn lights off, and get out of your car. Okay. And you practice, and pra- And when you're doing that, you shut your fuel off, shut your mag off, and you practice and practice, till you can get out of that thing with your eyes closed, upside down, with no lights. And um, I'm still not a pro at it yet, so I, I, I'll be the first one to say you can practice that, and, um, practice is going to maybe give you 30% in the real deal. Oh, you sure. know what I mean?
0: Cause the, the adrenaline and everything yeah. and the Absolutely. confusion and yep.
2: Yep. So, and that, and that's pretty much true with most everything we do. You know, nothing's going to go perfect. If no. it goes perfect, there's a problem. Um,
0: <laughs> are you waiting for the problem to come? Oh, no, there's something going, going perfect. on.
2: Perfect. <laughs> you know, you just, there's so much out of our control, but there's a lot that we can control and the stuff that we can control is our emotions. We control the way that we deal with people. Yep. Um, we can try and control the scene. We can't control other people's behaviors, but we can try and and mask their behaviors by you know being kind and and it's not always easy for us either. I've used cuss words at drivers before. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. done yeah. things. I've I've thrown drivers on the ground. Yep. So you know I am not a saint sitting here, and I mic. No,
3: you're not. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, that was Mike, That quick to answer that, wasn't Yeah,
2: <laughs> Mike, that wasn't a, a, a no. <laughs> that
1: was a question. were <laughs> uh, Yeah. So how long have you both been first responders, uh, firefighter? How long have you been that? And then when did you start at Houston's?
3: Okay. I've or been,
1: was Houston's your first place?
3: Houston's was my first.
1: Okay. How uh, long well, have I've you been?
3: I've been a firefighter and EMS for I'm in my 44th year doing that.
1: 44th year. That's but absolutely awesome. This will be
3: like uh, year 24 with Jay. So.
1: Okay. That's a long time to be with Jay. Yeah. <laughs>
3: you guys are already yeah. tired. I can see you. <laughs> I only got eight miles to go to get home. I'll be all right. <laughs> uh, so seeing yeah. seen a lot of different things.
0: Oh, I, yeah. Well, the stuff we see just going to one track on a regular basis, you know, let alone traveling like you do, the the different tracks and the, the accidents you've seen and the craziness, and I can't even imagine.
2: Yep. Well, back in 1976, I'll give you a brief synopsis of why I'm even doing this. Back in 1976, my dad and I were sitting the Houston Speedway. Now, if you remember back in those days, there was a big wood pile. As you looked up at the top, very top of the hill, there was a big wood pile by that big tree. That's where we'd set every, from the 19, like the early mid 60s up until 76. Every weekend we went there. My dad was a Sioux Falls fireman, and he started the EMS services on the Sioux Falls Fire Department. We were at Houston Speedway, 1976, and that's when Bot hit the wall and died. Um, my dad was up in the stands. And back then, they didn't have any EMTs and things at the track. They just had an old hearse, you know, and, yeah. you know, some things that some tracks still have, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, so my dad went down to the track and said, um, we would like to volunteer our time down there as a training session for the Sioux Falls Fire Department. So the fire department would go down there and use that, that real-life training training, to help them in their day-to-day work in Sioux Falls and that's okay. how Med that's how Houston Rescue started and so I started with my dad in 1978 I got my EMT in 81 and my medic in early 90s and um, what here's what kept me in the sport uh, back when uh, Bill Rook died yeah I was there that night yeah yep yeah, I I was too yep. and so Bill Rook died and we had another gentleman there die also Yep. Um, gravy yep and um. So when that whole night got done with, um, my dad didn't know where I went and I spent the whole night out in front of Cathedral Church kneeling and and crying all night long because up until that point I was infallible. I was the man. I was the big guy out there at the racetrack. You know, I was the safety guy everybody looked up to, you know. Sure. So, um, you know, I was a kid. I knew, you know, I knew more then than I do now, but, um, So I got home 6 6 30 in the morning that morning. My dad was up waiting for me And I said dad i'm done. I can't do this anymore I you know, I just I just had talked to bill rook the week before in the bathroom And you know what he said to me swear to god swear on a stack of bibles Jay, If I ever get hurt, I hope it's at houston speedway because I know you'll take care of me and a week later he died and so um I went home, and my dad says, well, I'll, I'll, I can respect that decision, but you're going to go to the racetrack one more time. And if you choose that, you want to be done with it after that time, then, then, then I'll respect that decision. So I went to the racetrack, and I sat in the old ambulance that I, uh, stand, it was a van ambulance. I actually sheetrocked the inside of it, had shag carpet on the walls. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was <laughs> it the was thing. Man. I, had a cool, <laughs> I had a cooler built in the damn thing for after the races. <laughs> So anyway, I was sitting there, and the drivers all lined up and came and gave me a hug and told me it was okay. It wasn't my fault. Yeah, uh, there was, you know. From that very moment, I dedicated my life to racing and dedicated it to helping other people, helping other tracks, having a great team, I would say the best in the country, if not the world, right here at Houston Speedway with the guys that we have working mm-hmm. for us yeah. and, and helping us. Um the, the level of responsiveness. Now people don't know this, but we're an all volunteer team. Mm -hmm. My guys have never been paid. They don't get paid to come and, um, they do it because they love racing and, and they love the atmosphere. They love the family atmosphere and so forth. And, um, you know, so I am blessed to have these good racing friends that happen to be medics and paramedics and firemen and things like that, that love it. And, um, but more so not for me, but for the drivers and the pit crews and the stands and, you know, when they're out at Houston's and any place that MedStar is at, they're going to be taken care of. Yeah. There's not a single guy that works on my team that wouldn't, would, nobody wants to do it, but wouldn't give his life doing what we do out there because we all do this for a living besides what we do at Houston's. Most of these guys are firemen, paramedics, police officers, highway patrolmen, um, uh, fire guards, military. So sure. these people are all in this industry. They all like excitement. And, uh, boy, there's plenty of it down there sometimes. Sometimes yeah. it's pretty boring, but...
0: Yeah. <laughs> boring night ain't bad, though, for you. No,
2: no. So no. that's... You but that's that's kind of the history of how Houston's got going and how we... I own an ambulance service today yeah. because of the racetrack. They wouldn't let me transport at the racetrack because I didn't have a state license. Okay, you always had to wait for an ambulance. No, to... no. Oh, at first, I yeah. could do it, and then they changed the rules. Okay. And so as they changed the rules, now all of a sudden I got to start a nine one one service so I can transport at Houston's. And that's how. That's why you started. That's MedStar. why we started MedStar and have an ambulance service, which is now you know taking care of this third of the county and yep. Minnehaha, Brandon, Valley Springs, uh, Renner, and mm-hmm. so yeah, it's 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 been quite a ride. It's 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 um I'm and I got a beautiful family. Our families are allowed down there. Houston Speedway. Todd Quering, Steve Rubin, yep. um, all these promoters that have been down there understand what our team is all about. And they also understand that without the, the families coming there to watch their husbands, that we're not going to have the husbands or wives down below. <laughs> no. They get to come in yep. as family members and watch. And pro bono, because that's the, the track um, managers and things know that that's just a small gift to give to get the type of services that they're getting down there.
0: Well, so. I don't even—I don't even want to guess how old Grayson was when she started sitting on the back of the push truck with me. Oh my gosh! Yeah, she, she, was, was, she was six. I was gonna say five, six. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say six, seven, somewhere around. I'm probably
2: there. divorced because of that too. It's probably <laughs> your fault.
0: <laughs> I had to do with that. But I always figured, I always, I always thought you liked her sitting there because you knew where she was. Absolutely. And, and she'd come up always super friendly. She taught me some sign language because she'd say thank you in sign language because you can't talk half the time when the right. cars are running. And, and she'd get off and we'd have to go push. And She yeah. is our
2: mascot. She is, she's is she been with Mike a lot at a lot of different races all across yeah. the country. In fact, Tony Stewart, back when Grayson said she wanted to race, you know, I was going, well, whatever. But Tony says, well, if you're going to race, you got to go down to the school first. So he sent her down to Corey Cruzman. Okay. And I remember
0: when she went down there.
2: Tony and I were both hoping it was going to scare the crap out of her and we were done with it. <laughs>
0: that didn't work.
2: Exact opposite. Exact opposite. So, but you know, she she has really picked up her game. She's starting to get fast. She's yep. straight. A uh, little funny story with her and I racing as you were talking about racing. Um, there was three yellow flags out at this one particular race at Houston. So it was a heat race. And um, I couldn't hold my car at the bottom at all. So she kept passing me coming into one, going into two and the yellow flag would come out. So then she had to go back behind me again. She did that three times in a row, and then she went and took my spot. It was still my spot, even if I'm going to lose it the next <laughs> So I went up there and I took my spot back. You know what she did? She gets behind me and... then She's a racer at that point. And then the green flag came out, and she passed me again. So... <laughs> uh, there,
0: there's no favorites when you're on the track.
2: No, no. That's, that's for sure. Uh,
1: what? What would you say, are maybe a couple of the biggest changes that you've seen, um, over the years and how fast can you guys get to a car now than when you first started?
2: Well, if you go on our Facebook page, you'll see that answer. Um, back when Ballinger crashed, um, and his car ignited on fire right away, we were to him with uh, four extinguishers and a guy helping him out of the car within four seconds. So um, it depends on obviously the size of the track, yep. how many people we have working, but we've pretty much got a pretty, uh, pretty good control over these two four wheelers or three four wheelers that we have in the track. You know, they're, they're pretty beefy wheelers and they get places quick, safely, but quick. Um, so I would like to say that, um, especially at Houston's, we have people on all the corners, and, yep. and like, you know as soon as the cars are stopped, we're out there. Yep. On the bigger mm-hmm. tracks, obviously it takes a little bit longer. So you have to have a little different game plan when you get there as far as when fire and things like that are concerned because it's going to take a little bit longer for all the resources to get there. But, um, you know, all in all, again, as long as you have, what I keep hearing is, that was a stubborn fire. That was a hell of a fire. We couldn't put that No, no, it wasn't a stubborn fire. It wasn't a hell of a fire. It was one that you haven't practiced putting out. You don't know how to put it out. That's what made it difficult. Or didn't have the right stuff to put it out. I can't put my own hip in. Okay. The doctor no, did no. that for me. I would say, that's a hell of a hip.
0: Okay? <laughs> My doctor says that's simple yeah, because he's done it. That's a 20-minute surgery. Absolutely.
2: So for us, if you have the right firefighting equipment, you're taught how to use it correctly. You use things in order as the way you're supposed to use them, and you get at that fire quick. There's not a single driver that should ever burn up at a racetrack, ever. Because unlike when we're working at the station, Mike's a fireman, I'm a paramedic. When my ambulance leaves the station, goes out on the interstate, and it takes me eight minutes to get there, damage is done. All we're going to do is, from the time we get there, if there's anything to work with, that's what we have left to work with on the body. If there's a fire, by the time they get out there in 10, 12 minutes, there's nothing left. At a racetrack, you watch the mechanism of injury, you watch the fire start. Yeah. There's no reason that and I'm not saying people won't get burned. I'm not saying that some things oh, yeah. are different than others. But but the possibility of putting that fire out and saving a lot of injury is huge if you're trained well. If you know what you're doing. Yeah. If you have if you simply have the wrong fire extinguisher, you can't put the fire out. Not a methanol fire. Yeah. You'll illuminate it. If you've ever seen a, a, a ABC extinguisher shoot at a methanol fire, at first the fire looks small, right? And all of a sudden they shoot it with the extinguisher, and whoa, shit, that thing just grew. No, it didn't. That's how big it is. The ABC illuminated it. Now you can see how they heat. Yeah, you can see, see it all. Yes. You, can you can't see, see the methanol burning. You can't see it a lot. Yep. Um, you know, simple things like with the foam, starting at the top and working your way down. Instead of If you start at the bottom of a fire, you'll never make it up there till it runs out of fuel. You start at the top. just go where the fuel is coming out, and just concentrate on that area with the foam. Gravity will push it on top of everything the else and put will, it out. The
0: foam will you go may not to have up. to.
2: You may not have to move three foot yep. the whole time you're putting the fire out. I'm talking about a 12 foot fire. You may not have to move three feet. So, yeah, there's just so we have a we have an education program that we put on. It's about a six hour deal um, PowerPoint presentation that we do, and then we uh, another six hours on extrication and and the the hands-on type of stuff that we're doing. So speaking of that, um, can I get into the new series that are going? Sure, absolutely. Okay, so um, we are we are going to be the uh, team that's going to be working the high limits and a lot of the outlaw shows. Um, we're going to be uh, in doing the USAC and Lucas Oil, you know, starting in February down in uh, uh, Florida yeah. at Bubba Speedway, and then we're going to start from there and work work our way up. Keith Coons is going to have his things again, and he's going to have us out there. Um, he's a fantastic guy.
0: Got to say but, hi to him one night when they were up at Houston. he comes in the push truck with me. So I said, <laughs> hi, that's my claim to fame with Keith Coons. You, know, <laughs> you know, if there's
2: anybody that's, Keith is the man. If you want to become a driver and you can afford to be with Keith, you're going to make it. Mm-hmm. You're going to make it big. But, um, so our plan is, is to, um, have a plan of action for each one of the series. Now, um, what MedStar is not going to do is get involved in any of the series, um, I don't know what you want to call it. If there's any distension out there, we're yeah. not part of that. Yeah, we're not going to be part of that. When I work for the Outlaws, I am an outlaw guy, and I'm here working my butt off. Yeah. When I'm High Limits, I'm a High Limits guy working my butt off, and we're going to do good for anybody that we work for. Yeah. That's just what yeah. we do. That's what you we're are. going to train anybody else that wants to be trained. We're just that's what we're going to do. Um, so, yeah. Again, um, this can be a very busy year for us, but we did hire um. Uh, a gentleman that has been with us since 13. He was the uh, director of safety um, out at Lincoln Speedway in Pennsylvania. Okay. And he's going to be our individual that is going to actually drive our truck and trailer and four wheelers to all the events. And he's the one that's going to line everything up. And so then the rest of us will just be flying out to help him. Okay. And and do things like that. And we're going to probably look at the same thing for the other series that we work for, um, SLS with the Outlaws. You know, we, um, they're really the ones that got us started on most of this traveling stuff back when Larry was there. Do you know Larry with SLS?
0: No. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, anyway.
0: Yeah. What the, I mean, you're the man for all the high limit races is it the outlaws too then? Or is it just certain shows with the outlaws where they don't have something?
2: Well, right now we're negotiating which one of the outlaw shows we're gonna do. Okay. We're already hired to do all the SLS shows that they that they do with the outlaws. Okay. And so that's I think eight or nine shows. And um, you know, right now they're they're looking at things and they're gonna let us know what other shows they need help at. You know, to be honest, there is there's ten tracks out there that have great groups. Oh, yeah. And yep. and you know, you don't really need to subsidize them. Yep. It's it's you know, with the high limits, we're going to go to everything, which is cool. we we'll just work right along with them and let them do their thing. Um, but there's some crews out there that, you know, the Knoxville crew, um, Port Royal has a good crew. Yep. Um, uh, several of the Pennsylvania tracks, we went down there and trained four or five tracks just a couple of years ago, twice. since so, I
0: heard, has got a decent crew, too.
2: Well, we're, we're working with them <laughs> a little bit. They're kind of shady, but... Well, I didn't say they were perfect, but they're, you know, all right. Yeah, so... No, it's going, to be a, it's going to be an exciting year. Um, we're going to do all we can to train as many people as we can. Every track we go to, we try to leave it a little bit better than what we showed up. Sure. And we try and gain something from that track, too, that we may not know. I mean, all because they may not be, quote-unquote, as good as you, doesn't mean they're not doing something better than you.
1: Yeah, one little thing.
2: One little thing. And so, you know, we look at all of that, and we've, we've made good relationships all over the country, yep, yep. Mike, haven't yes, we? Yes, we have, yep. Yeah,
3: well, you know, how do you feel about the relationships we made? Good. I mean, we can roll in there and talk to them guys anytime, and and it's just like we haven't left. That's true. Well,
0: you know, we get to watch it all the time now on the TV, and every so often it's like, oh, I got Jay's crew is out there. I recognize them guys. Didn't know they were out there, but.
2: Yeah, there's Jay in his dress. (laughs) I better lose some weight, otherwise I'm starting to joke about myself.
1: So, I don't know if I can ask this question or not, and if you if you can't answer this one, that's fine. But I'm going to throw out the Carson Macedo fire at oh. Knoxville. Is there anything you would have done different there? Um, Again, if you don't feel comfortable with yeah. that, I can move on. <laughs> yeah, it's not
2: a comfort thing. It's, it's, it's a backseat driver thing. Sure. And, um, you know, they're, they're a great crew out there. Um, things just didn't didn't work as uh, some things it's happened to me before. I've had the same thing happen to me. Things didn't work the way they're supposed to work. And so we had to compromise and took a little longer to do things. So, um, at the end of the story, they got the fire out, he's back racing. And uh, if that had happened at probably 80% of the tracks, Carson may never, may never have raced again. So
0: 25, 30 years ago
2: or yeah, Yeah. absolutely. But even today at a lot of tracks, he wouldn't have raced again. And out there he's racing. Now was it perfect? No, but we we do things. It's not perfect either.
0: At the end well, of the day, you said it doesn't all go according to plan.
2: It doesn't go, and at the end of the day, you know our goal is the driver gets out to see another day, and then if we can save the car, we save the car. Yeah, that's our goal. That's yeah. really, that's really what. We, and they did that. Yep, they saved him, and um, you know. That, that, that's what I have to say about that. Um, I'm not going to be a backseat driver on any of those things that happen at any tracks like that um, yeah. because it's easy to say, yeah, I'd have done this. But if I was there, maybe I'd have slipped in the alcohol and been burning myself. So,
0: yeah. you know, you don't know. You don't know, no. Too many variables. <laughs> yep,
2: yep. But the Knoxville crew is a hell of a good crew. And, um, you know, they're they're going to continue to be a good crew and they learn from that too just as we all have i learned from that fire they learned the fire they've learned from the bad things i've done i've learned from those bad things so that's that's the way i look at that
0: yeah so you mentioned it earlier a little bit that tony stewart's accident horrific accident bad situation um he was super thankful you guys i mean was that when it all started when he was like you know sponsoring you guys a little bit or whatever or had you known him before that already
2: didn't really know him well before that, um, and I won't get into that on, you know, um, I'll, I'll leave that alone, but Tony is a, you know what, when you're, when you're such a stature as the Tony Stewart's and the Kyle Larson's and things, yeah. sometimes you want your own personal space, and you don't always get it. So I'll leave, that's where I'll leave that. But yeah. um, after that incident, Tony, um, it was really cool. He and his family called us on Christmas Eve. Really, and gave us a Christmas call, which was just unexpected and very cool. Talked to his mom, talked to his dad, become friends with his dad. He's a cool guy, you know. You, you oh, know him. Oh, yeah. He races yeah. cars, and um, and then uh, you know Tony invited me out uh, to spend a week at his house, which was really cool. I got to know him really well, um, and then he became a, a major sponsor and and major help with our team, and um, you know just because of his name that that elevated us. Oh, sure. twice what we were just because he's Tony Stewart you know yeah. and and uh, what we did for Tony we'd have done for anybody yeah and but oh, yeah. the outcome thank god was good but you know we if we have made the wrong move and and that certainly could have happened It could have been a totally different outcome, and and I wouldn't be sitting here today talking to you. So you just don't know. Yeah.
0: And now he's running top fuel. I know. (laughs) Isn't that something? (laughs) (laughs) Decided to make a family, so he's going to drop into the big car. God bless him, too.
2: He deserves to be happy. Oh, shoot. I'm happy for him.
0: Yep. You bet. Um,
1: What's been your favorite place that you've been to?
0: Other than Houston's? Other than Well, Because that's your home track.
3: Right. Right. How How did did you be answer that that's, that's tough. I've been to so many tracks around the country.
0: Well, get,
1: if you have a couple. You yeah. know, you don't have to narrow it down to one. But is there a couple that just stick
0: out in your head that... That you look forward to going like, to again this year, say.
3: Oh, well, let's see. Even
0: if it's they got a really good restaurant just down the street. You don't care what the reason is. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, I'll look forward to going back to Florida because it's February. <laughs> a little warmer. It's always a good yep, one. Yep, well, Speedway is fun. Uh, I used to enjoy going to Wagner. We used to go to Wagner every week. We don't anymore. Them guys are trained up good and do a great job, but that was always a fun high bank track. Uh, a lot of different classes of cars and yep. And knew a lot of the racers there because they travel all over too. Sure. Yep. It's tough.
2: Yeah, I'd agree. I would say Florida because uh, we've been, there's there's some tracks that we just do every year just yep. because. Yep. and one of them is Florida. We have a blast mm-hmm. down there with Ken, and you know you've heard of the Love Sponge, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty fun. We sit and talk <laughs> with him. And, <laughs> if you're listening, uh, you're you're quite a guy. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that's that's one of my favorites. It's, yeah. I think the second one for me, honestly, not so much the track, but the atmosphere, and just we've been down there since twenty oh, some years now, would be Terry McCarroll's race.
0: Oh, down the two-day yeah, it used to a, it
2: used to be a two-day show. And we, uh, the crew, we'd go up there and after the first night we would just sit and either grill out or have a few beers, whatever, and just relax and just have a heck of a time because you know, there's, we're not home and yep. we're out and and just having a blast. So I, I would say two places I look forward to going to is probably those two. Sure. Yeah. But I can't think of a track I don't like. Yeah. I want to throw that out there.
0: Yep. That's uh, it, it. That's what anything in life. There's you. You like most things, but yep. there's always something that's just a little better somewhere. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yep. so do you guys ever just kind of sit back and say, "Geez, you know, we're we're from Brandon. From <laughs> is it Renner? Yep. You know, uh, two small places, but yet maybe we're kind of the best at what we do.
0: Well, known throughout the country. I mean,
2: I would say, I, I and I know I can speak for Mike on this too, we're proud that we can represent our hometowns. Um, that, to us, that's a big deal. Um, but do we sit and think about that? Not really, because, you know, when I get out there and we work with all these other people, we're just part of the team. No matter where we go, we want to work with the team they have, and we always do. And if that means putting one of their guys in our fire truck with us, putting one of ours in theirs, and same sure. thing on the corners, we want to mesh as a team. And the one thing we always tell the tracks. If one of us F's up, we all F up. If one of us does great, we all did great. We're wearing helmets. So nobody knows who did what. That's so right. I don't <laughs> want anybody taking credit for this great thing over here, but refusing to take credit for the bad thing over here. Sure. <laughs> so it's the team did it, you know, the, the it's a team the, effort. Absolutely.
0: Well, it's gotta be. Yes. I mean, it ain't gonna work if it isn't. It's not. So, um, are you going to race then this year at Heusage yet?
2: I am. I plan on making every Houston show, and I want to make every Jackson show, and I sure like to make every Rock Rapids show, but I don't think all that's going to be possible. But Grayson is. She'll okay. make all those, but yep, I plan on making as many as I can.
0: I talked to her several times this summer. We were going to get her on the show, too, and I'm, one time, I'll give you my phone number, and then we didn't get together, and so on. maybe I'll get her phone number from you before you oh, leave. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And she, then she'll just have to talk to us. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. So... I'm writing myself notes as we're doing this. Because um, <laughs> other things popped to my head. But do you, and I hate for you to leave anybody out, but can you give us names of the guys that all help you out just so that everybody knows... You know, and maybe can thank them if they see them. Let's do it together.
2: (laughs) All right. That's a lot. I know it's a lot. So, and I'm not good with names either, and I get put on the spot. But um, obviously, guys can help each other. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk, and we've got people that have um, that are retired with us now that could come back tomorrow and fit right back in. But uh, Conley, he's a Sioux Falls fireman. Um, Shannon, he's a a highway patrolman in in South Dakota. Um, John. Yep. He's a fireman. Also works at air conditioning and heating. Tom. He's just Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he listens to
1: this. There you go. <laughs>
3: Couple farmers. Uh, Daniel and Chris. Not Chris. Daniel and...
2: Hmm.
3: Matt. Some from Renner too. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. Dan and Matt. They're both firemen
2: and Renner, but yep. they both farm they also. Both farm also. Um, two of our really count on him. um john's uh stepdad or his friend why why did i space it off yeah, I don't with the beard know, i did do stash sorry about that beard stash guy <laughs> was that, was that a jeff? jeff Jeff. yes jeff yep. jeff
1: right. yep. I was gonna say, he probably listens to our podcast yeah I, sorry I, about I that jeff
2: believe oh, he does. Yep. beard guy um <laughs> Uh, we've we've put you on the spot for this this. and it's always the hardest part it is I you know I I would have sat at home and and went through my notes and wrote everybody's name down but but I know we're forgetting a few Um, but to all of you out there we appreciate you even if I can't pick your names right now
0: (laughs) Uh, you should should watch me and Bud we're sitting here trying to remember who we talked to last week and we're like "Uh, uh, yeah yeah. Uh, don't you don't have to feel bad about forgetting a name when you're with uh, us. My
2: son, Pat, he's going to be helping a lot this year, traveling yeah. and stuff. But, yeah, we we got a crew of about 15 guys back there, and I named you about six of them, so sorry about the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that way they got something to give you a hard time about. Oh, they, time will. They, <laughs> they will. They uh, will. Dusty, by the way, who says he's retired, but he's not going to retire.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So, that's good. I, You know... Um, we're going to get into rapid fire, but I don't, if there's something else that we forgot that you guys want to talk about or mention or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, we can do that at the end also. Okay. So, um, I think it's been great because I've learned a lot. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> well, you know,
0: we don't think about it. They sit in the stands. I sit in the stands if I'm not at Houston, but you don't think about it. You just, we watch you guys do your job and we don't give any thought to the whole process that's got to go into it. Mm-hmm. Right. You
2: know, I would say that, um, you know, it's easy to be that backseat quarterback when you're in the stands, whether it be a race car driver oh, or, or, or one of us, you know, it's easy to say, well, I wouldn't have done that. Or I should or he should have done this or, you know, what? it's a split second in the race car. It's a split second decision you're making, yep. whether or not you crash or don't crash. And, you know, for us saving lives, it's that same split second sometimes. Yep. And sometimes you take a left when you should have taken a right, but you got to make that decision at the time. And yep. at the time. That's the right decision. Now, you could sit back all day long and say, God, I wish I'd done it the other way. But at the time, you're, that's what your training, your yeah. brain was telling you to do. Yeah. So, you know, I would just say that, um, you know, when you watch other teams and even our team and, and, you know, you think that because you're up in the stands watching, you'd have done it this way or that way, well, you probably would have. And if we were sitting up there, we probably would have done well, it that way too.
0: I always said, it's a different view from up there. You can go yeah. to your local high school football game and somebody will be in the stands, and they'll say, well, why didn't the quarterback throw it to that guy? He was wide open. Well, he's on the field. There's you know, 22 guys running around out there on the field. You're not going to see it all, right. and it's no different than you guys running out to a crash. You're running up to it. You're looking as you're running. Well, if we're sitting in the stands, it's a totally different angle. You're seeing things differently. And that's know? true. Yeah. And And that's why I don't say nothing when I go to anything. I talk. Oh, crap. That is the biggest no I talk. I talk. Ever, but right I don't there. say oh, anything wrong. They're, okay. I never said I don't talk. I don't you, say you anything. Didn't. I don't say anything about those things. These <laughs> guys are good friends. Listen to them argue. <laughs>
3: yeah. you should. I've never been yeah. quiet. Tobe, Tobe is really good at one
0: thing. <clears throat> Talking. Bullshitting.
3: And I tell a lot of my friends that are in the stands, because they ask questions, and it's a whole different race from the pit side. Oh, absolutely. It is from the stand side.
0: I've yeah. taken a lot of different people with me in yep. the push truck, too. Right. And that first time they come around after they drop the green flag, you know, and we're sitting 10 yep. feet from the track. Boy, there's a lot of wide eyes that first <laughs> lap or two. <laughs> it's, it's
3: all together different. Yep, it is. Oh, I mean, God. the race looks different from the pits and oh, yeah. the stands. Yep.
1: See, things keep popping to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I we're not getting to questions yet. But Zeb Weiss... His, I mean, that was really scary. His last crash that he had towards the end of the year where his car, like, kept going. Yeah. You know, what what happens there if it doesn't actually get shut down? I mean, is somebody crazy enough to try and go out there and hit the kill switch, or... That it's, was that was just freaky. It was
2: Yeah, and there again without being there and knowing the situation. We've had had them before where a car's upside down and full throttle and you gotta get on there and shut it off. It's scarier than shit just doing that. <laughs> oh yeah, I believe man. it. It is, it's very scary, especially when it's dark out. But um and the wheels back are going like this, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's you hit the wheel, you're gonna go about two and a half miles the other direction.
0: <laughs> but they're <laughs> um, gonna have some road yeah. rash on your shoulder or whatever.
2: But you know, um ideally You got to figure out a way to shut the car off. Now, if that's taking the fire hose and shooting water into the intake or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. um, it depends on the situation. Um, but ideally, you know, you got to get it shut off somehow, but, but you cannot risk life and limb to do it. Yeah, you can't go in there and, and think you could be a hero and grab onto it like Superman and shut it off. You have to do it as safely as you can. And you got, you know, for me personally, I'd like a 50% chance of it succeeding <laughs> rather than a 10% chance of succeeding. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's that's that doesn't happen very often. Oh, no. no. But no. I'll tell you what, even a car just sitting still on its wheels, full throttle, is scary when you get up to it to shut it off. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, and so to have a car moving or to have a car upside down or on the side doing the same thing, that's some scary stuff.
0: That's why I sit in and the that's field where, and Bud sits in the stands. <laughs> and okay.
2: that's where the 30% comes in, where I say you, you you study your butt off to be 100% of what you're doing, yep. and when the stressful situations, you're hoping you remember 30 of it.
0: Yep. yep. So. Yo.
1: Yeah. No, that was just, that was a bizarre one. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't, like you said, no, you don't see ever often. see that. So right. it was, that was freaky. I was like.
2: Well, then you have to wonder, is he conscious, unconscious? Yeah. yeah. Because. They, yeah, he, he said he was conscious right. the whole time. Yeah, he was just going along for the ride, having, yeah. having some fun. Yeah, doing some donuts and whatnot. But... You know what that ride cost him at the fair? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot! <laughs> it would have been cheaper at the fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well,
1: let's get to some rapid fire. Uh, we'll, we'll always... I'll ask you first, and then Mike, you can answer after him, right. all right?
2: That's that not fair, just, but go ahead. That gives Mike more time to think that's about That's what it. I'm saying. He's smarter than I am, go ahead.
0: <laughs> You're the boss, so we got to put the boss on the spot. Um, what's your favorite kind of ice cream?
3: Uh, vanilla. Chocolate.
0: Oh, Total opposites right there. Anybody go with the twist cones when you go to Dairy Queen or anything? Mm-hmm. We're both
2: divorced, mm-hmm. and he still refuses to marry me, and I thought, oh. <laughs> well, that's why, because I, you know, opposites, total opposites. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um cat or dog person or neither?
2: Dog. Dog.
1: Uh do you have any hobbies other than racing?
2: My kids is uh sports.
0: That's a full time job there in the it is.
2: Yep, my kids sports. Anything to do with my kids, my hobby.
3: Yep. I'd have to say grandkids.
2: Yep.
0: I'm just learning that. I got a two and a half year old, so I'm just getting into the grandkid thing oh, yeah. now. So ain't got to the busy part yet when the sports start here <laughs> in the next five years we haven't start so young anymore. <laughs> yep. But um how about a favorite movie? Uh, the Lone yeah. Survivor. Okay, yep. That's a good one.
3: Uh, I'd have to go with the Bruce Willis Dyard. Die Hard. Yep. Die Hard. The yep. old
0: classic Christmas movie. Yep. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> the question is is that a Christmas a movie Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or did it just uh, come
1: was, out? That yeah. was still the best one. It was good, of, yep.
0: What, is there four of them now,
1: yeah, I at think, least Die Hard. Yeah.
0: Yeah, poor uh, Bruce. I
2: think he's not gonna, you know, he's no. kind of losing it. But <laughs> yeah,
0: he's got, I don't know if it's heck, dementia, heck, or dementia, or but something. heck, of an yeah, actor though. God oh, dang it. Uh, is this mine? Yeah, your turn. S- snow or rain,
1: which one do you prefer? In
2: the what? winter or summer? No, <laughs> <laughs> rain. <The> rain. Rain. <laughs> I like a good storm in the wintertime.
0: The rain in the winter time—that's just bad. <laughs> that makes it messy. Oh man! Well, you guys were without power for what a week no, in town was, here? Five days. Well, that's because
2: you're in a town that has 27 houses and and Ooh. nothing within 10 Come miles either now. side of it. There could we be
1: 30. We have over 100 houses now. Oh wow! Shit. Well, only
2: 17 are filled. <laughs> that's hey, old, I'm,
0: 250 people. people. I'm kidding. Jeez. When I grew up in town here, you might have had 200 people, and that's if somebody had a birthday party. Right. And had relatives come to town. Yeah. So um, if you were going to be stranded on an island, what music would you have to have along to listen to? I'd have to go with the Eagles. That works.
2: Any, oh, good any, songs type, any type of
1: country. Any type country. So when you guys drive into a track, <laughs> what are we listening to? Country or?
2: 70s. 70s on seven. Yep. 70s on seven. And I'm singing the heck out of it, too, and he's loving it.
3: Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> this is another reason it won't marry me. I don't like singing. Oh, maybe you're like me. I sing all the time when I'm
0: out in the truck, too, but it's, it's not real good. But nobody's there to listen right. to it but me. So.
1: I sing the wrong words.
0: I do all the time. I get in
1: the... I'm oh, yeah. singing it, and my kids... Dad, that's not what they're saying at all there.
0: And I'm like, it sounds like it to me. It sure yeah. does. They sure yeah. don't speak very clearly in those songs, and, do they? And, and then when they tell you the right words... The song don't even make sense anymore right. for that. It's not fun anymore. <laughs> I, I tell people I can't do karaoke because I'm going to get up there and the words are going to come on the screen. And I'm going to be lost. I'm like, I don't know how to sing them words. Yeah, that's, not,
2: that's not what I've been singing for the last 30 years.
0: But <laughs> um, well, this is one of our favorite oh, wait, questions. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We've got to have a piece of paper handy in case we got to write something down. Um, What's your favorite place to go to eat?
2: Probably the steakhouse. Um, and I would say it would be the Outback.
0: Outback.
1: Okay. I don't need to write that down. No, nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for a secret little place.
3: Yeah. Oh. Well, I don't have one of them. Okay. <laughs> I'd probably have to go with uh, Famous Dave's.
0: Famous Dave's.
3: And some ribs.
0: Nothing wrong with some good ribs. Yep. Good and messy. Yep. Don't wear your best shirt when you go there. That's right. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> I think somebody told us once. Oh, so there's a place in the Runner, and
0: I went and ate there.
1: Um, oh.
3: The Monarch, or the Safari. There's safari, two. yeah. There's two.
1: Yep, I went to. We went and got some food from the safari one time because somebody. Yep. I think it was. Was it
0: sures Maybe. Oh, somebody yeah. Shers is in there. At, at, yep. at one yep. time, one of our
3: podcasts somebody mentioned it. Yep. <laughs> so you did it. You <laughs> want <to> did. <laughs> it. Well, we yep. wrote them down because we can't remember booth. anything, <laughs> so we got to write it down. People that yep. own Rainer Locker own the safari. So yep. that's okay, that's where the food comes from.
0: Yep. And that's a good locker. Yep, you've been around for a long time. Yeah. So, do you have a favorite holiday?
2: You know, and for me to be honest, I like my holidays a lot better when the whole family was together—yeah, uh, wife and kids and blah blah blah. But um, I suppose for holidays now, obviously Christmas is is, is you know a good family holiday. But yeah, I, I enjoy the kids' birthdays too.
0: Oh sure,
3: yeah. I'd have to go with Fourth of July.
0: Fourth of July. Um, what app on your phone do you use the most? This you, phone
2: has like a hundred and twenty seven million things it can do and I call on it I can do my Facebook and I, if that's an app and then um, I can text.
0: I always said Smartphone I use maybe two percent of the capabilities oh, you of it. you said one. Well, I'm up, up, to, up two. to two. I'm up to two <laughs> be like, I found Snap. something new the other day. <laughs> Snapchat. I can do Snapchat now. The kids taught me that a while back. So. Well now I can do
2: Spotify though You told me. Yeah, Spotify. Spotify. So, yeah, I'll get that on here
3: too. <laughs> I don't think I have an app on my phone. There you go. Nope, that's good.
0: I'm with you there. I still miss my flip phone. <laughs> yep, me too. Now that these, was simple. These are very.
1: This next, these next two are very important <laughs> questions because. Well, look at the time. <laughs> of what what you guys do. How many speed tickets do you have? You know, we ask these because of race car drivers. That's so, okay.
2: So, are you talking about like actual tickets or warnings? Tickets. Oh no, just tickets. No. Warnings
0: or just freebies?
2: Zero. Zero, really. <laughs>
0: You I know. Be a that's impressive.
2: Talker. I know
3: a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> He's a smooth talker. I've, I'd have to say zero too. Oh, been who's stopped who's a few who's... times, but been stopped in the fire. Oh, truck let me a few tell you times. about one time
2: we got stopped. <laughs> we were in the fire truck with the trailer in the back, and we're on our way back from where was it?
3: Uh, northern Minnesota.
2: Yeah, northern. Yeah, uh, someplace uh, Minnesota for an outlaw show. We're on our way back. And um, Mike didn't see where the speed limit went from 55 to 45. And so he's going, what, 60 or something? I don't even Maybe know. 70. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> was I was, was trying to calm, in the morning. Trying to calm it down for the radio, but you want to be honest about stuff. So anyway, um, red lights come behind us, okay? So he pulls over. She comes up to my window, and I roll the window down. She goes, do you know why I stopped you? And I said, well, it wouldn't be the 25 pounds of drugs in the trailer, would it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah that's a good and way to start a conversation up. you want to be that. here all night <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so she was
2: actually pretty cool about it she's pointing at yeah. her radio like hey sh-. or camera her camera, our camera right <laughs> yeah and um so anyway you know she checked his license everything was cool so we got all done it's on here on my facebook med star dirt track rescue team by the way is our facebook page <laughs> it's on the facebook um there's a, there's when we got all done we put her in the it. back of the uh, trailer with her Squawk car still with the lights going, and we're back there holding her up and having just a blast with her <laughs> taking pictures. And, <laughs> and Get out of her way. Oh, oh, we got a million stories to tell, but that's only, like, one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe we'll have to come back sometime. No, we're going to
2: stop right there because he's all Mr. Honest over here. And I'm, I'm afraid to talk about the next one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, being Mr. Honest is here, um, obviously no speeding tickets. What's the fastest you've ever driven down the highway? Not got caught. Yeah. Just. Whether it was, you know, when you were car. 16 or. Later, 140. 140?
3: 140. Oh, yeah. Maybe 115 would be max for me. I really? don't have nothing to go that any faster. Oh. Just so you guys know, you don't <laughs> compare
0: to Sammy? No. We just had nope. Sammy on. Oh, I he imagine. And had a V8 in his. Uh, <laughs> a motorcycle. Motorcycle. Like a boss hog. Yeah. Over 200. Over 200. Oof, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's our third person. We've had over 200 miles an hour. Two I, of them have been on motorcycles. I think
1: Cy Lynch was the worst. Cy was like... 240 or something.
0: I don't know. He was in some supercar thing in Florida or something. Oh, shoot. But yeah. we've had three people now over 200. Oh. And that's damn near three times faster than what I've ever gone. Probably I'm like probably 80, 85. I'm, I've never made triple digits ever. <laughs> really? So, yeah. Well, I'm pretty boring.
2: I don't do that in the ambulance. Though I, I, I want to point out, I do not do that when I'm driving the ambulance with patients in the back. <laughs> I'm a very good driver. Okay.
0: It may seem like it to someone when they're sitting in the back, but or you're not going fast enough because they're wanting to get to the hospital. I think it's you, 12, Is it right? me? Okay. I thought I just asked the last one, but I anyways, what's your favorite drink? What's your go-to beverage?
3: Just simple beer. Yeah. Whiskey.
0: Whiskey. Straight whiskey, Coke water whiskey water yeah
1: if money was no object and by the way it's the last one if money was no object is there any car pickup or anything that you've always dreamed about owning
2: nope i just for me now mike's gonna be different because uh, he's a he's a gearhead <laughs> too besides <laughs> the fireman and everything else but for me it's um I can buy a nicer fire truck, I suppose. Sure. Really, I mean, if you're talking about any vehicle, yeah. oh yeah, if money's no object, you'd see something rolling into these tracks that would be a race car. But um, <laughs> other than that, personally, I don't care what I drive.
3: Yeah. Well, I own a '69 Chevelle, so that's a dream car. Oh, well, right there. I guess so. that works. There probably isn't anything else.
0: '69 is a good year. That's the year yeah. of my pickup. I got an open not the not one I push with. That's pretty new. That's like a '79 but I got an old 69 step
3: side. There you go. All right.
0: Sorry. Is there anything else, anything
1: you want to put a plug in for you? You just kind of gave the Facebook yeah. page. You can say that again, but is there anything else you guys want to mention before we let you go?
2: Yeah. Just the, some of the, i not serious things, but things that need to be mentioned. Um, first off to all of our families, that um, have been doing this for years and years with us and all the support that their families give them and so forth, we honestly, we couldn't, MedStar wouldn't exist without the volunteers and people that are out there um, donating their time and efforts and things to help the drivers out. They're not doing it for MedStar so much as they are because they have the same passion I do in racing. So um, a big shout out to my crew, but not only my crew, but crews across the country because as we travel the country um, most of the crews are volunteer. Yep. Some of them get paid, but they don't get paid very much. So, uh, you know, we're out there risking um, everything that we have in our lives and things um, so that these drivers can go out and make something of themselves and maybe make a few dollars. So Hold on
0: a show for those of us that are absolutely,
2: absolutely. So, you know, a big shout out to everybody that's behind the scenes that don't get big shout outs. I think it's, that's a worthy thing. And last but not least, a big shout out to my uh, family, my kids. Brenly, Bristol, Grayson, Kelsey, Patrick, um, you know, for all the support that they've given me through the years because without my family being involved, there's Grayson, you know, yep. Grayson, Grayson, all she's been the way, way through. She's yeah. been, uh, she traveled more than I think any anybody else on the team has traveled with us, but, um, but Brenly and Bristol and, yep, big thank you to them for allowing me to do this because if there was pressure to stay home and not do it, yeah. I would probably take that pressure now because uh, my kids mean that much to me. Yeah. So, uh, big thank you to everybody.
1: You Mike, anything else?
2: I don't think so. I think he's covered it.
1: That's great. Well, again...
2: Well, um, let me just try one more time here. Mike, will you marry me? <laughs> nope. All right, there we go. That's it. Show's <laughs> over. We're going home now. Yep, going home. You wrecked the whole show, Mike. Thanks a lot.
1: Yeah, but, you know, we really do appreciate... You know, everything you guys do everywhere you go, especially Husits, but, uh, you know, we, we've gotten to know a guy out in California, Sean Quinn, and he works with um, our hero's dreams out there, which is veterans, uh, policemen, and then first responders and firemen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the things you guys go through mentally is what they work on out there. And, you know, it, it isn't an easy job. Oh, so, no. we. We, as race fans, you know, just absolutely, absolutely appreciate everything you guys do for the
0: sport of racing. So Well,
2: thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for inviting yeah. us to be part of your show. This was uh, quite a treat.
0: It was a lot uh, of fun. Absolutely. Appreciate you coming down. <laughs> yes. It's always fun to sit here and talk to people. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Last question. How long do you think we talked?
0: hour
2: and 5 minutes. Oh, that's, that's pretty really good. That's really close. Was that how
1: long you were going to say? <laughs> uh, I
3: was thinking 45.
1: Oh, hour and right out well, hour and 3. Hour yep. two and a half. So.
3: Huh. i would have never dreamt. Is there a prize for that? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we
0: might have a Pepsi or Diet Coke in the fridge if you need one to right. ride home.
1: All right. Well, that's that's pretty much the show and again, thanks for coming in, yep. guys. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having
0: us. us. That was V- very educational absolutely I, I, you know i've never claimed to be the sharpest knife in the drawer and i i think i said it during the podcast you know i don't know what all goes into that but when he was explaining how they do it you know you don't think of none of that we just watch them go do their job thankful that i don't have to do it and and just never looked at it before and it was kind of neat how he laid that out there and explained some of that to us Yep. You never, you know, and think about it. Like he said, the way the seats have changed. Before he said, you can unbuckle, you pop right out. Now you got to come out a certain way. And then he tells everybody to practice in the dark. I, I just learned all sorts of shit. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> now, yeah. whether or not I'll remember it next week, that's a whole other story. But I learned a lot tonight.
1: Yeah, I, I did like, you know, everybody does have an assigned role. But when you get there and... You're number four, but you got there second. You take the number second, you yep. know, number two spot. You got to know all the spots. You know, those are things that people in the stands don't realize oh, either. No. You know, we're I mean, just there watching. Yeah, and I did like your analogy, Told, of football and twenty-two guys, and it's different yeah, when you're down when there. when you're down you there, you know. there on the
0: field, it don't look the same as when you're in the top row of the bleachers. Yeah, so
1: good. That was a. I was freaking yes. impressed with you, Told. I impressed that at, Bud. That That's, was. How dang.
0: Holy shit. You want to open the overhead door when I leave here tonight? Yeah. Freaking. <laughs> you,
1: you, I'm not oh. going to say what I was going to say because that'd sound really bad. But um, but thanks yeah, a lot for and, Jay. And
0: then Mike, he brought another guy along, brought Mike with him. Yep.
1: Yeah, sounds like they've been partners for a long been time. Been doing this and, a long
0: time together. And,
1: you know, it it truly is awesome that HUSITS is the home of the best rescue unit out in pretty much well-known in all yep. the racing. Yep. So thanks to those guys. Cause it is a lot of time commitment. Oh, and and like else. you said, they're
0: all volunteers. So they're taking vacation days to travel the country to do this. And yeah. And I would, I would hope that the high limit and the world of outlaws, I
1: hope they're getting paid something. Well, I, I would assume they are. Cause that. they're so, you know, but. but yeah, but again, thanks. Thanks to Jay. Thanks to Mike for coming.
0: Um, and sound like jay's got more stories we may have to have him back again sometime so (laughs) he's gonna have to come without mike so he can fidget him a little bit well yeah because mike's too honest i I don't want to tell that story (laughs) mike will give us the whole story so but it was a lot of fun thanks again guys for coming down yep until next time hoagie's garage